0: trust is a belief. It's a, it's a frequency of knowing, even if it's not here yet, it's like that beautiful quote, which I'm, I'm not really good at remembering quotes anymore since my brain injury, but there's a beautiful quote about, the birds appearing every morning even before the sun arises they come out to sing every morning knowing that the sun will arise they don't wait for the sun to arise before they come out and, and sing, and the sun doesn't, you know, the sun is always available to us, whether the clouds are there or not. We know that, you know, we, we don't say to ourselves, you know, we already have a level of trust. I mean, if you think about the fact, and most people don't think about this, that when you go to sleep at night, you don't say to your body, okay, I'm going to bed now heart keep pumping, lungs keep breathing. Okay, brain, you can go to sleep now, but everybody else, you got to still work. No, we don't say that we just go to sleep because we trust that our body is going to continue to work. And our brain, what we consider um, our identity, if we're identifying with our brain, I wanted to make that clear, that clear, isn't our brain isn't what runs the show because the brain doesn't isn't the only thing that controls the body so there's this higher essence there's this third vector that also comes in and and we have trust that the that the body is just going to continue we don't tell the body You know, we don't give it instructions when we go to sleep. And if we did, it wouldn't matter. It would still do what it does, right? Well, that's just a great, like, reminder when you can't trust something. Like, that's a good frequency to tap in. It's like, my body is always going to wake up in the morning. So you can feel that and feel, or the sun's always going to come up. Like, those are great frequencies of trust that I think we can remind ourselves. Thank you, Erica. Exactly, because we, some people, because we take so much, for granted, and we label, we've been, we've been conditioned to label very magical things that happen due to the energies of the oneness and the masters as well, that's just the way it is. And that's like the sun, as you said, and it's like our breathing, like our breath. Spirit told me one of the most beautiful things they shared many, many years ago that I love is that our breath is the physical manifestation of the soul. It is the very first quality that comes into our bodies and it's the last to leave. And when breath comes into a little baby body, we're considered alive. And when the breath leaves, when we're, when people, um, and some people are, they're in hospitals hooked up to machines at the end of their life. And that machine registers what it registers, the frequency, the energy in the heart and in the brain. And when the energy is gone, we flatline. The body is there, but the energy is gone. And that's when we're considered deceased. So the, the energy is the breath. The breath, spe- the breath is what keeps us alive, and the breath is the physical manifestation of the soul. The soul comes into the body, we're alive. The soul leaves, We're onto to another adventure. So the breath is huge for us. And so when we breathe, you know, which is why yoga is so, and for thousands of years has been so important because it incorporates the breathing into, you know, the body. And the breath is the physical manifestation of the soul. So we get to use the breath in the work that I do. We use the breath quite a bit as transformational tools. And, you know, I really like that because it's almost, you know, for me, the breath is such a interesting thing. Like, you don't rush to take all your breaths. You know what I mean? Like, your breathing is going as it's going. You can slow it down. It can speed up. But we're not like, oh, let me take my 10,000 breaths for the week and then I'll be done. You know, it's, it's a full process and it's happening and you, you, you don't really want to rush or push that in in any way other than in a healing capacity or if you're in a danger, but we rush through so much of life and want to get to the other end. But when it comes to our breath, we would never want to do such a thing. (laughs) And it's a very, absolutely positively, here's something really interesting for you guys to do in the future. Take a look at people, watch how people breathe. When students come to me, it's the very first thing I do because I can tell where they are in their consciousness from how fast and how deep they breathe. I used to, oh my gosh, I was such a type A person. I had a very busy consulting business. I'm a published author. I did over 150 lectures in 10 years. I had two kids, single parent. I had 10 gardens. I was saving land. I was, yeah, and cooking dinner every single night at home. I just loved living life that way. It was a fabulous life. It was great. Um, I at times breathed so quickly and so shallow and in a, such a shallow way that at a certain period in my life i would pass out and i went to doctors to try to figure out why i was passing out this was in my early 20s and it was because i wasn't breathing properly and mm-hmm. i wasn't breathing properly because i was doing things so quickly and i was doing things so quickly because i was so unconscious and so the more conscious i became the more the slower and the deeper my breath the episode isn't quite over yet listeners or youtubers if you haven't given us a like subscribed left us a review or commented on any platform we would really appreciate you showing us some love here at the magical holistic healing arts remember hanging water and our grab bag for the podcast thanks so much for listening and stay vibrant out there